it is, the abrupt intro ending. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another edition of the John Cast Podcast. And this podcast is also as always is brought to you by Ian's Pizza with their locations in Madison. They've got three locations in Madison, three in Milwaukee. They're in Seattle, they're in Denver. Check out Ian's Pizza. They've always got those specialty, unique slices of pizza that you can try out. If you haven't tried a mac and cheese pizza, I'm not sure what's wrong with you if you're from the state of Wisconsin or you're from the city of Madison and you haven't tried the mac and cheese yet. In fact, I don't believe you if you say you haven't tried it. Uh, and if you haven't, uh, you should do it because the mac and cheese pizza at Ian's Pizza is phenomenal. So go check them out. Also, johncastpodcast.com for all the latest podcast episodes, all the latest news. You can sign up for my newsletter as well. Hey, and don't forget to rate and review this podcast on Apple or on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. I was just giving out some me and Julio gift cards to some listeners who were rating the podcast. You know what? Next listener who does, give me that screenshot of their rate and review. I'll hook them up with a $20 gift card to me and Julio, me and Julio located in Madison, just off Fish Hatchery Road. Well, I'm excited for today's podcast because uh, there is a pro volleyball league coming to the States and it's coming in 2024. And uh, I'm really, really super excited about that. So I'd like to welcome the founders of this league to the podcast, Dave Winham. And Steve Evans, thanks for joining the John Cast podcast. Let me push the right button. There we go. I was just trying to push the right buttons here. There you go. <laughs> How's it going, guys, from the Pro Volleyball Federation? How's it going? Doing very well. Thanks for having us. Uh, well, thanks for jumping on. The Pro Volleyball Federation made that announcement not too long ago that you guys are bringing real volleyball to major league venues and major markets. So before we start with anything else, how did this concept of the, of the Pro Volleyball Federation come about? Well, you know, Stephen and I have been in the sports and entertainment business our entire careers. We own and operate a company called the Team Management, which uh, among the main things we do is uh, is manage uh, M&A transactions for professional sports teams and other sports and entertainment companies. That is to say, we put buyers and sellers of those types of uh, companies together. And we do adjacent management work and consulting and advisory work associated with um running teams and leagues. Sometimes it's a little, sometimes it's full-scale management of entire leagues or entire uh, entire um, teams. And uh, we, we've always liked um, women's volleyball as a pro sport help. I think it's been every bit of a dozen years that uh, we've had our eye on women's volleyball as a pro sport. And, you know, we do a lot of um, both live um, event television and we produce um, uh, a number of different uh, media projects, in, including feature-length, officially licensed NCAA documentaries. Well, when you do that kind of work, you develop great relationships with uh, the broadcasting community and uh, uh, the folks at ESPN, the folks at Big Ten Network, and the folks across the Bally Regional Sports Network platform all told us in the last three or four years, I guess it's been, Steve, that, um, that women's volleyball as it relates to their viewership of college sports, now ranks third, only behind football and men's basketball. And while that that's an impressive climb for, for them, for sure, it didn't surprise us because we've, we've always believed in the action of it. And and so, you know, we, we determined that this was the right time. Hmm. That's, that's very interesting. Yeah. And I just saw, I'm sure you saw the statistic too, speaking of the Big Ten Network, the Wisconsin-Nebraska uh, match last weekend drew over 500,000 
viewers. That was that was record. So by the time and, and like like you said, this has just been on the rise viewership for for volleyball. So it seems as if this 2024 entry point for you guys seems to be at you know at the right time. Or if this continues to climb, there will be an even um, you know higher hunger for 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 volleyball in this country. And based on our background, you know, of being in this industry and producing, you know, uh, seasons for teams and leagues and and producing events and events for television as well. Um, you know, what what would you do if you wanted to start a, a pro volleyball league? Uh, you'd start bringing together a group of your founding partners and they come in a number of different categories. Certainly they come in team ownership, they come in league investors, they come in sponsors, they come in broadcast partners where people will be able to see our games, uh, both uh, on television and streaming. And they come in other strategic partners and most notably they come in the new staff. Um, Steve and I, while we may have a lot of expertise in the business of sports and entertainment, we are not the volleyball experts by any means. So we brought in a lot of key people. But as we were developing our group of founding partners, almost to a single individual, everybody agreed that pro volleyball done correctly is the exact right thing at the exact right time. Yeah, that's interesting. So, so um, Dave and Steve, why is the Pro Volleyball Federation going to be done correctly? Because I notice in a lot of the press releases, you use the word, the word real pro volleyball. What does real pro volleyball mean? I think it's I think it it just talks about um, the landscape of of kind of where we're positioning our our league. Um, we are no make no uh, think no differently. We're we're creating this to be a major league, and mm. and and, the, and 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 our goal is to be the premier major women's professional sports league in North America. And certainly, there are other women's professional sports league out there that 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 are doing their thing and. Are having success but we think volleyball as a sport women's volleyball particularly as a sport stands up to the major league level if done correctly and when we say real we it's it's not a slight at anybody else it's just how we it's just the expectations we're setting for our league we we are going to be in major markets with major team ownerships with playing in major venues and putting these these athletes who are now going to be able to be professional athletes in the United States and make a real living wage for the first time ever, yeah. putting them in a position where they can be celebrity professional athletes in the U.S. and get what comes with that, um, the star power, the building their brands, the making themselves, uh, like I said, professional athletes at the highest level in the United States. Yeah. And you talk about making a living. And I think that is one of the, like, if I'm a player in college right now and I hear about the Pro Volleyball Federation and I see that you're starting with a guaranteed salary of $60,000, I mean, I would I would assume that both you guys are in some sense expecting to retain a lot of the top talent in college uh, coming, starting in, you know, in 2024. And, and when, when we say we want to be a major league, that means we have to have the best talent the best staff, the best of everything um, that that there is to offer. So yeah, we our expectations, and we've talked to a lot of a lot of players who are playing overseas right now, who have been part of the USA or the uh, Team USA volleyball system, and and all of them to a person say that when this happens that they'll be here. And we know there are a few that are playing overseas that early on we're not going to be able to afford because they are making high six figures, even maybe seven figures. But at some point, we'll be there. 
and, and at some point we will be able to attract the best. And, and our goal is to certainly uh, be able to compete as a world league at some point. We're not going to be there in day one, but we'll be the best in the United States in day one, and then we'll work we'll work our way uh, through the rest of the world as we yeah. go. And John, yeah. I think Steve would agree that it's more than just about compensation. Uh, when when we've been visiting with so many of these players, I'll name one by name: Ashley Evans, who's who's a, a you know USA team member, Team USA member, I should say, and is. Uh, all-American out of Purdue uh, that, uh, you know, has had a great career and is having a great pro career. She listed the things early on when we were first uh, reaching out to players that she thought were most important. And actually, Peg came in third on that list. Hmm. Wanted to, to know, you know, are we going to be providing these athletes with the level of, of coaching, the level of training, the level of care and feeding, if you will, of a high-level pro athlete. Um, she wanted to know what kind of venues are we playing and what types of uh, audiences, um, you know, we expect we can be able to, we can be able to attract. And that's really where our specialty comes in. And, and then it was about uh, payment. And, and what her comment was, and it's many, many other athletes have made similar comments, is I think that the lion's share of the, of the best American players, whether they happen to be overseas right now or not, will come play for the Pro Volleyball Federation. She said those, those few who, other than those who might just be making way more than we're going to be able to pay, the other ones that may decide to stay might do that because they're playing in an international league with international rules that uh, may they may feel may best prepare them for the next Olympics and they may want to stand pat. And that's cool, you know, but um, – <clears throat> just based on, on the volleyball people, we've already been able to attract our organization. Cecile Renaud, you know, to me is to uh, college volleyball as, you know, hell, Nick Saban is to college football. She's <clears throat> done it all, seen it all. She's she served the sport as a great division one head coach, but also as uh, the chair of USA Volleyball's board. Uh, as a leader in the American Volleyball Coaches Association, and she joins us and our commissioner, or I, I should say, I beg your pardon, our CEO. Um, believe it or not, our CEO's name is Jen Spiker. It's <laughs> not made up. It's really true. But she joins Jen uh, staff as the vice president of volleyball operations. And Lori Corbelli has also joined our staff on the volleyball ops side. So that kind of makes me feel like we're probably also going to be able to attract some pretty good women athletes uh, yeah, I think that's important too, right? Bringing in the right personnel that know the sport, that know all those things that the players want, like you're talking about with, with Ashley Evans. So, it, you know, one of those things you mentioned was venues. So it makes me think, okay, what's the timeline for these eight to 10 teams? Is that the number, by the way, eight to 10? And what yeah. is the timeline before we hear some of these cities that will be participating. I know, I know that's probably still no, in the works for some, no, but man, it's exciting. Specifically, we can answer that specifically. On Monday, we'll be announcing uh, the inaugural uh, season's first team, and okay. uh, we, you know, we'll leave that uh, until Monday to, to mention what that market is. But I can tell you, I can give you a little peek behind the curtain. It, it is with a well-known and established NBA ownership group that also has uh, ownership interest in Major League Baseball and numerous other uh, uh, sports, including auto racing at a major level. Um, and uh, we're going to be having a, a great uh, announcement event on Monday. 
and we'll follow that that with many over many others through all the way from now through the end of the month of February. February, and the whole idea is to have, however many we have, whether it's eight, nine, ten, eleven, whatever it might be, uh, is to um, have each and every one that we bring into the league have a full year to build their business operations, their volleyball operations, their season ticket base, their sponsorship base, so that they really are ready. Because the key components in our business, if you have a, a realistic, viable economic model at the team and league level, which you know we've been in this long enough to know the difference, and we do, well, then you need to have management expertise, you need to have funding, and you need to have time to get the job done. And we're making sure that each and every one of our uh, teams has time to get the job done so that when people attend that first game, it's going to be uh, perceived at the very same level as any pro event that you might attend or view on television. So I'm the radio voice of Wisconsin Volleyball. So I'm, I'm around 7,000. I've heard of that program. <laughs> I'm, I'm around 7,000 fans a night. They sold out the Cole Center earlier this year with 17,800 in, you know, in this regional market of, of Madison, Wisconsin. I was just in Columbus, Ohio, where the Cavelli Center for Ohio State was sold out and loud. I was just in Lincoln, Nebraska, where there were 8,000 fans in, in that arena in the Devaney Center. So my question is, how uh, important do you feel it is for regional stars within kind of that area uh, to be in the same region where their fan bases are, whether or not there is a franchise somewhere in the Ohio vicinity, somewhere in the state of Wisconsin. How important is it to try to not only kind of touch those fan bases that are already there in the college game, but then also try to keep some of the talent, or or don't you look at it that well, way as far as the talent's concerned? Here's the thing, and I, and I know Steve has some, some things to say about this, and I'll just preface his comments. And that's that um, the key thing, irrespective of who plays where, mm -hmm. our jobs, um, because there'll be very, very few interviews where people are talking pro volleyball federation, where they're talking to guys. This is decidedly a women's league that is led by women. And I mentioned some of those uh, key women that are going to be running this league. But um, our job here at, at the team is to uh, is to make people care about it. And that's something we've been able to able to do. So do you help make people care by having regional uh, well-known athletes uh, from, uh, from uh, you know, from your uh, vicinity, whether they hail from there originally and played high school there or whether they played in the nearby college? Sure, that helps to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but this is not about us, you know, trying to just glean the college audience. This is about converting the unconverted. Right. And yeah, and, and our goal is is certainly um, to grow, help grow the game. Um, and, and there's different levels of volleyball all throughout the country. And each level is it has the same goal to to grow the game. But at the professional level, like Dave said, we're not just trying to say, um, let's say we had a team in Milwaukee. Hey, Wisconsin volleyball fans, come see us. We're, we're, we're everybody in Milwaukee, everybody in the surrounding regions, just like the Bucks would be trying to attract everybody that uh, families, um, people that are that are early early professionals, everybody every everybody is uh, looking for entertainment. Right, and but, whether it's men, women, boys, exactly. or girls, we're we're about uh, making fans, uh, volleyball fans, of this great game, which in no way, shape, or form, John, takes a backseat to the men's version of the game. If anything, it's quite the opposite. We're about making fans uh, of men, women, boys, and girls who aren't even thinking about volleyball. Mm. Yeah, that's so, super. So, yeah, so we, we we believe that um, 
the passion and the energy that the college game generates, plus kind of what we've done in other sports leagues as it relates to the in-arena experience and the lights and the music and the interstitial things, we can bring that uh, to this to the pro game, um, Have still have the passion that, that some of these markets have, and then grow the game that way to where whether you're in the arena and then we'll have some uh, unique television and broadcasting and streaming experience as well that uh, that people will be able to enjoy and, and and make this something that's never been done before. And that's that's why we're so excited, because, like we said, we've been talking about it for 12 years. But until the last three or four, the environment around women's sports and it just hasn't been there. But now people are starting to invest, whether it's money, whether it's time, whether it's sponsorship dollars, um, everybody is is starting to invest in women's sports. And obviously the game of volleyball being what it is, it just makes it a perfect match while we believe now is the exact right thing at the, at the exact right time. I would yeah. just piggyback on that, John, by saying some of our biggest challenges we view as our greatest opportunities. And, and Stephen just alluded to how you know, the the desire for real women's pro sports to, to be there and for because because viewers want it, uh, ticket buyers want it, sponsors want it, broadcasters want it. Um, it's there. We know it's there now. But um, I, I think I think the thing is that excites us so much is that this creates a whole new horizon for these great athletes that didn't exist. And I think people are going to be blown away. People that are not fans necessarily or don't have a kid playing JBA or something like that, that are just going to be blown away by the action and the abilities of these awesome athletes. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, we've talked about so many great uh, features of the Pro Volleyball Federation from the, the starting salary to the in-game experience, like you were just mentioning to, to you know, the importance of of having the, the right coaching around and the right management around all these things. So there are a lot of, great um uh features of that that i think can make this very successful but i guess my question to you is we've seen pro volleyball try before um in, in the united states and it and it hasn't worked so so is that what's going do you believe separate you from some of the other leagues and by the way i mean i think the last pro league was 20 years ago or something that's, like that so it's been a while things have changed we were just talking about the environment around women's sports specifically yeah um, 20 years ago whether it would have been no matter what sport, um, I mean, even the WNBA, they started 25 years ago, but those early days were, were, were not what it is today. And, and so that's part of it, but, but we think it's, it, it's a lot more. It's, it's a combination of the, uh, our, our, our ability to bring the management expertise to the sport uh, at a league and a team level that may not have existed in some of those other leagues. Um, um, so being able to do that, being able to, uh, to bring um, major league professional ownership groups and 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 have them relate their experiences and and what they've done at the at other teams to to this sport. Um, it, it we just think it's well it, it it's a new horizon for the players, but it's also a new horizon for this sport in, in general. And and you know you talk about specifically about management expertise. You know, just the two of us have produced well over two thousand live events in our careers and. We're going to bring in a group on Monday that's probably done 10 times that many. So um, that might be one of the biggest differences between uh, ones that have um, been around before and ones that are around now. You had, And we've seen this many time, times in a lot of sports where you have well-intended and well-funded groups or individuals, but 
not necessarily the management expertise where, you know, they've done arena leases, they've, you know, they've done team travel, they've set up the, the budgets, both for the teams and the leagues. Um, and they've, they've, they've actually, you know, placed and trained the, uh, the staffs that uh, carry forward the business of it. You know, this is, this is the area that, you know, that we live in and between us and our staff, hell, we must have a couple hundred years of experience in doing it, you know? So, um, I think that's a key difference. It's one thing to be funded. Um, and it's another thing to, um, you know, be funded and have management expertise. And also one of the key things associated with management expertise is knowing the difference between a model that can work and a model that's going to be challenged. And I, I want to say that probably one of the most gratifying things for me over the last 18 months when we've really been working on this on a day-to-day -day basis, along with other assignments that we've, you know, that we've worked on during that time, uh, was when the group that we will introduce on Monday, you can find, you cannot find a, a more sophisticated group of professional sports executives than this group. And it was early on in the discussions, they were reviewing our performance and they said, we agree with your numbers. We agree with your models. Well, that was a pretty good good housekeeping seal of approval, yep. and um, and others have joined that. They all uh, see that you know, uh, you know, we know what we're doing with this. Yeah, and and, and I think I think um, one of the big differences as well is, they, like Dave said earlier, he and I are not the volleyball experts. <laughs> no, we're not. But but on the business side, we we understand how to make these things work. So our purview is uh, is this as a business not as just getting out there and playing volleyball. Mm -hmm. our, our volleyball staff will have our teams ready to get out there and play volleyball from day one uh, at the highest level possible. But we'll, we're building this as a business and, and kind of Dave and I's purview is business first. Mm -hmm. um, and, and I think that's a big difference. And, and that's why we, we, um, we're so excited about it and, and so excited about the, the opportunity in years three, four, five, and six when we really get this thing going. Final question for you guys, because we've talked about a, a lot that goes involved, obviously, when you're starting a, a pro league. And you guys had talked about how it's been, you know, 12 years, basically, of, of this idea. But you've got salaries, you've got players, you've got venue leases, you mentioned. You've got in-game marketing in all of these venues. You have travel. You have all these things. So can you describe to our listeners just what it has been like organizing this uh, league uh, you know, through the process of even getting to announce the league to what we're going to find out on Monday to, to everything. Can you describe how much uh, work this has been for you uh, both to, to try to get this thing off the ground? I would like to just add to your list of the things that, you know, <laughs> that you've said we've had yeah. that may be one of the, the most key things um, is we've got the energy, you know, mm. to, to, to build this, this house. And uh, it, it is a lot of moving parts. I mentioned just briefly the uh, different categories from which we've attracted founding partners, investors, team owners, sponsors, broadcast partners, other strategic partners, and of course, the, the staff that is really going to lead our volleyball product. Um, but um, it, it's one thing to have the expertise to know what to do. And it's another thing to have the, the willingness, the want to, and the drive to do it every day. And, uh, you know, some days were better than others. And uh, uh, some days um, were um, very, very challenging, but we've always believed, and I've alluded to this before, that um, in having a sport such as women's pro volleyball, you've got one that 
you've got one that doesn't action wise doesn't take a back seat to anybody and uh, that really gives us a lot of buoyancy and it, and it gave help give us the energy required to build this team right and and i think it's important to note that it is it is for all intents and purposes this is something that's new this is something that's never been done before at this level and and just that is is an exciting thing to be able to bring opportunities to people who don't have opportunities right now that's a that's an exciting thing to whenever uh whenever our ceo was talking to a, a former all-american player who's in the team usa system who's playing in italy right now has a has a famous family and she starts crying on the phone with our with our ceo just talking about how how she can't wait to get that to be able to come play in the united states and not have to go overseas and not have to be away from her family when that happens, obviously, that's that's what makes you excited, makes you want to keep going. And when it happens also, you know, we understand that, hell, there's leagues uh, in Europe that have been around for more than 100 years. And we know they're they're damn good. But they also have quotas on how many uh, foreign players they can bring onto their teams. So it's not like um, those 180-some athletes that are currently playing pro outside of the States uh, are – like, like there's not more here in the United States that are better than some of the members of those teams. So we feel like, you know, give us a couple of years to, you know, really shine up our product here. And as a pro league, we'll be able to uh, perform on a world stage with, you know, cool tours and exhibitions. And that's kind of exciting too. Yeah. And I think, I think you're spot on when you talk about that player that was in tears is because when you give a competitive salary, we didn't even mention the revenue sharing that you guys plan to do. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and and, can... Do we have a quick second for Steve to just tell you about the things that are important to us about treating our athletes right. the right way? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's one of the another reason we we pulled the trigger and, and, and did this and started this is because we've seen all too often leagues around this country that in, we, all, sports. That, in all sports, yeah, that we've been a part of and, and that we haven't been a part of. But we just see the way athletes are treated in some of these leagues. And I mean, it's it's from being paid. uh uh salaries under the poverty level, to being put in Section 8 housing to live in, to being fed fast food, to, to, to be a supposed professional athlete and try to get your body right and, and having to, to uh, go through some of those things, um, having to work two other jobs to send money home uh, to the wife and kids while they're there six months uh, trying to be a professional. We just got tired of that. And then this gave us the opportunity to finally do it the right way. And the basis of our league is treating the athletes the right way and treating them as true major league professionals. And, and whether that comes from a living wage where they don't have to do some of the things I just talked about, uh, whether that's sharing revenues with the players uh, who are the, I mean, that's our product. The players are the product. And we believe, and we haven't seen anything different that we're the first sport in the history of the world that are the first league in the history of the world that has had revenue sharing with the players from day one. And, and that's something that we're also proud about. We'll also have a, um, uh, a program, an incubator program to help our athletes develop their lives and careers post uh, playing days. And uh, we're excited about that as well. We won't go into the details of that, but um, it's just another part of our commitment to making sure that uh, these athletes are being treated like real pros. Yeah. And, and and that's that's not, that's just part of you mentioned some of the differences and this isn't just about the volleyball on the court. The volleyball on the court is going to be great, but this is a true business that's going to grow 
athletes that's going to grow business people that's going to advance missions and, and give people opportunities and it's it's so much more than just playing on the court and that's what that's what um that's what differentiates us and that's what we believe will make us successful it's real pro volleyball john <laughs> real pro volleyball the pro volleyball federation and uh it sounds amazing guys i can't wait for the announcement uh coming up on monday where we get to find out we'll find out exactly one of the franchises we're going to announce them all one at a time from their markets and have okay. nice celebrations in each in each city. All right, fantastic. We'll find that out, and then in 2024, things get underway. I'm I'm really excited. Like everything you just said, it sounds you're going to be able to retain talent in the United States, and there are a bunch of great volleyball players that can can keep playing. They don't just stop at college; they can keep playing and they can showcase it, and you can grow that audience even bigger. And I'm really excited for the Pro Volleyball Federation as well. Uh, with founders Dave Winham and Stephen Evans. Steve, Dave, thank you so much for the time. Thanks so much for having us. We hope to see you in Omaha. All right, absolutely. Well, hope if Wisconsin can get to Omaha, I will be in Omaha. How about that? Well, we were we, you know, we we're speaking to you from Columbus, Ohio, and they certainly put on one hell of a show last year at this time. And I have a feeling they're gonna be there again this time. Okay, we'll connect if I get to Omaha, okay? Appreciate you. All right. Thank you, guys. That's uh, Dave and Steven, the founders of the Pro Volleyball Federation. I'm telling you, man, this sounds exciting. And I know a lot of my fan base loves volleyball. So get ready for the Pro Volleyball uh, Federation coming up in 2024. And listen for that announcement on Monday. I'll, I'll retweet it on my social media as well um, at John Audius Radio, at John Cast Podcast. Thank you so much to Ian's Pizza for sponsoring this podcast. As always, three locations in Madison, three locations in Milwaukee. They are in Seattle, and they are also in Denver. Also, check out johncastpodcast.com for the latest episodes and anything you've missed on our blog, on my blog, rather. Sign up for the newsletter, too. I'm not going to spam you with crap. I'm just going to only send you the good stuff. Plus, uh, next person to rate and review and send me the screenshot of the review on Apple or Spotify. I'll hook them up with a $20 gift card to me and Julio, but you got to be the first one in my inbox or DM me at John Audius Radio. Okay, that's it. Hey, thanks for listening to another edition of the JohnCast podcast. Goodbye.